WSMP LPFM McGee is Renew 96.9, keeping you in touch with McGee and our community with local issues that you care about. This is the Renew Podcast with your host, Jack Robertson. And joining us today, we are going to be talking about the Mendenhall Ministries, uh, Dr. Scotty Holloway. Hey, sir, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you for the privilege of just allowing me to be here. You know, I, I'm thrilled to have you here. We've met before, we've had lunch, and uh, I and we've kind of talked a little bit about what you guys are doing there for Mendenhall Ministries. And uh, it, it really, it's bigger than what I thought it was when I first saw it. And so I went, went to the website, checked it out, uh, but just kind of give us an just over all as far as what you guys are about? The overarching thing that we're about is about impacting the lives of people. Uh, primarily, we deal with and, and uh, try to impact the reality of poverty, mm-hmm. poverty of spirit first, and then the impact of poverty of pocket. And we're trying to uh, live out the gospel so that people will understand that we have a God who cares about the affairs of men. Right. And so our ministry uh, seeks to touch every area, every major area of life uh, that people have. Uh, There's a church there that concentrates truly on the spiritual aspect of life, but we have other other ministries that talk about and deal with the uh, impact of poverty from birth almost to the grave. Uh, And we do that through a health clinic there in Mendenhall that is headed by Dr. Adams. He's been in this community for the last uh, 40 some odd years. Right. And over the life of that clinic, we've seen approximately, if you ch- count individual visits, uh, over a half million visits. Wow. Of people from this, from this community. Sure. Uh, and it didn't ma- doesn't matter, you know, whether people have money or not. We just want to see people and help people with their health concerns. Secondly, we have Genesis One Christian School, where we take individuals who are, and kids who are uh, three year olds up through fifth and sixth graders. And what we're trying to do there is if you don't change the educational background and foundation of students, right. you will never impact poverty. Mm-hmm. And all of our kids uh, presently are on free lunch. They qualify for free lunch. Right. And so we, we take that Christian school and we try to impact kids in a way that gives them a foundation so that they'll be able to impact society rather than society impacting them. And we've had some great success with regard to that. There have been times when the valedictorian, solidatorian, and historian uh, in, in given classes were all Genesis One Christian School graduates here in our county. Mm-hmm. We've had students that, that came through Genesis One who are engineers, who are doctors, lawyers. Uh, we have one young man that uh, actually was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. So that came right through Simpson County. That was my next question. I was going to say if you had an example of uh, one that excelled in that right there, that's a perfect example of that. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, uh, he, he got that award through the work that he did to end, actually close Abu Ghraib Penitentiary, prison camp, so to speak, okay. um, in Iraq years ago. It was just one little guy from Simpson County you know, that God <laughs> used uh, who learned the foundation of his education right there in Mendenhall. It's all Genesis about one. changing the trajectory as far as the path that they're on and on top of education, but they're also getting the Christian principles put into them as well. Absolutely right. Until you know who you are in, in terms of divine design, you really won't make the kind of impact that God wants you to make um, you know, in your life. And so we really try to concentrate and focus on giving kids the, a proper understanding of who they are. Mm-hmm. We are created in the image of God, and the image of God... And image bearers have no restriction because of race. Right. We have genius people who are 
in our communities who just need an opportunity to have the foundation upon which to build. And so we're trying to do that. Another ministry uh, that we have is the Summer Enrichment and Youth Leadership Development Program, Okay. where during the summer we take kids who may not have mastered everything during the school year, and we give them 200 hours of instruction to try to help them catch up mm-hmm. so that they're able to, and this is kids from all over the county and wherever else they want to, want to come from. And we give them that instruction so that they can catch up. And for those kids who did master everything during the school year, we try to give them 200 hours of instruction so that they have a preview of what's coming the following semester. And so it's our attempt to uh, move kids uh, whoever comes, so to speak, so that they're able to get a good foundation and build upon what they already know so that they can understand uh, how Christ has designed them and they can have freedom to, to grow and to learn and, and to do the best that they're able to do. Well, again, an opportunity for, uh, for these kids to, uh, to not get left behind. Absolutely. That's kids who are three-year-olds up through eighth graders. Mm-hmm. And then with ninth graders through college students, we have what's what we call the Youth Leadership Development Program. And what we do with that is we train youth how to work with kids and give help to, to review and to uh, teach them during the summer, teach them responsibility, teach them uh, job skills, soft job skills, right. teach them uh, basically how to handle money. You know, for example, last year, I'm, I'm sorry, a couple of years ago before COVID hit, when we did this during the summer, one of the kids got a paycheck. Mm-hmm. had no idea what to do with it. And secondly, we, we said, well, take it to your parents and let them. Well, we found out that the parent didn't have a, ch- a checking account. Wow. So poverty has a, a number of different layers to it. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to move people from an impoverished situation to a point where they're able to sustain themselves and do well, uh, there are a lot of things that have to take place in order for that to happen. And so we're trying to, we're trying to, to build you know, the whole family, so to speak. Yeah, because it's not just education, it's about uh, the whole life skills, because you're na- not able to move forward and do what you need to do in life until you really get that foundation That's right. taken care of. That's right. Without building blocks, um, there's no way that you can even build a chicken coop. And some of us want to put skyscraper lives on chicken coop foundations. It just doesn't work. <laughs> right. It just doesn't work. <laughs> that speaks to me, considering that I do have a chicken coop. So, yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> a- absolutely. <laughs> So uh, another program uh, that we have is uh, we help the elderly with regard to housing. Right. We have Harper Village, uh, which is a 30-unit apartment complex that uh, houses people who are 62 years old and older uh, from wherever they come from uh, who make less than, I think it's like $16,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And those apartments are there for them. Uh, It is government subsidized, but... They every resident has a, a degree of responsibility that they must meet must meet each month. Okay. We have a gym uh, there uh, that we just finished putting a new floor into, and we're really proud of what God has done with regard to that because uh, a great deal of the funds that came to to revitalize and and to uh, uh, remodel that gym floor came from local people who see the value and who understand the value of having that place open for kids to have a place to go and to play and, and, a, and a safe place as well right. uh, for them to grow and learn. And uh, there's Bible study there and, and all of that that happens mm-hmm. with it. We have a 120-acre farm. Uh, That's what fascinated it, me when I first saw that. You have a farm out there, we have a which farm. is incredible. Yeah. 
Now, we're in the, in the process now of revamping it, so to speak, right. because the person who had been doing it for so long has been ill you know, over the last couple of years. Sure. But uh, what we primarily do with that is we have sought, sought to help train farmers in farming techniques. Mm-hmm. And also we grow food to feed people uh, with fresh vegetables and all that kind of stuff within the, within the context of the community and and that kind of thing. So uh, those are some of the ministries that we do. We also have a volunteer program. There's so many of them. Right. But uh, uh, we have a volunteer program where we have people who come from around the country uh, who basically help us to do what, do what they can, whether it's building, whether it's, it's uh, cutting trees, wh- whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. it is to, to help us with ministering to people. Um, you know, they help us with sometimes housing projects, uh, we try to help people in the community who uh, can't afford to hire a contractor, but might be able to afford to buy the material. And so sometimes we can, we have qualified volunteers. They will come in and do the work during the time that they're here. Mm-hmm. And that you know helps to uh, better the living situations of some of the people in homes, in their right. homes. So the, the bottom line is, you know, we're really trying to impact our world, so to speak, so that Christ might be seen through everything that we do. Something that I, I found really uh, amazing when we had a conversation uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that's uh, you know the statement I made to you is uh, you know something like this. This type of ministry is something you expect to see in an inner city, like in a large inner city, mm-hmm. rather than Simpson County. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what you told me is that this is actually a training ground for some of those inner city. A lot of those inner city uh, ministries came to Mendenhall specifically right. to learn how to do this type of holistic, is what we call it, ministry. Um, in fact, many of our listeners might not know that uh, President Bush uh, recognized Mendenhall Ministries right here in good old Simpson County huh. as one, one of his 541st points of daily light. Wow. And I believe we're the only Christian organization with that designation. So God has used us. And I, and, and I hate the fact that we might be the best kept secret in Simpson County <laughs> right. by Simpson County. I would cherish the opportunity mm-hmm. to meet more of our neighbors and have our neighbors come and be a part of what we're doing because God is changing lives and we have a chance to do this together. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that some of our, our cultural challenges, some of our racial challenges right. might be handled in a way that gives God honor sure. if we, as his people, will see that we need each other. That'll preach. Desperately. <laughs> that see, will I, preach. Yeah, that's I, good. I'm, I'm convinced that I can't be all that God wants me to be without you, and you can't be all that God wants you to be without me Amen. because he created us to be in community. And we should be a reconciled community, bringing the truth of the gospel to everything that we do right. every day. I'm so glad that our paths crossed because now we have an opportunity to uh, to broadcast and to let people know that you're here. So hopefully we can uh, kind of help change some of that here. Absolutely. Well, I'm proud. I'm a proud Simpson Countyan. I was born here, uh, reared here. And I mean reared here as well. <laughs> My dad and mom reared me well, I think. But, uh, you know, I was received all my formative education here. Right. Ended up going to the University of Southern Mississippi, graduating with my, my bachelor's there, mm-hmm. and went to Dallas Theological Seminary, got my uh, master's in theology there at the THM, and ended up getting my doctor of ministry degree at Bethel Theological Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. And so God has allowed me to go and have some experiences in different places. And what I find as a joy 
is to be able to come back home and do what I can to help improve the lives of people and to enrich my own as well in terms of just being having relationships and, and connecting with people and that kind of thing so that God can, can receive glory and honor from right. uh, what he's entrusted to me. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, I, I did notice, and I don't, I don't want to ignore the fact that you did bring your Bible into the studio and you have it open. Well, I bought it, and here's, here's just what we base our ministry on. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoner and the recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You know, there are people in our community who desperately need to hear that there is good news to be had. And secondly, that the Lord has a year of favor or a season of favor or even the idea of favor towards us as people. And I pray that God will allow us all here together to glorify Him by proclaiming that truth. Absolutely. Dr. Scott Holloway from Mendenhall Ministries, thank you again for coming and taking the time to visit with us. Hey, and thank you for allowing me to come. I'd love to come anytime. You've been listening to the Renew Podcast. Find out more about the ministry and outreach of Renew 96.9 by going online at Renew969.com or on Facebook at Renew 96.9.